It's time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Long about technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Trevor along with you from EFTM.com, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au, episode 333 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Hisense and Netgear. Stephen, welcome to the EFTM studio, mate. It's great to be back, Trevor. It's great to be back in the country. It's good it to is, see our yeah, families. Absolutely, yeah. See familiar faces. Ridiculous, given we're going back next week. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for my birthday, I would have stayed there, I think. If it wasn't for my family, I would have stayed there. <laughs> yeah, that too. Oh, I don't yeah. tell them that, though. But I would have gone, you know, and I would have taken you with me. I would have taken you to Malta. Stay with oh, my, mate, all my relatives. No part of me. I, all my relatives, they would have welcomed you as if I said, "Look, he's part of the family." They would have welcomed you with open arms. And then you would have spent the whole week going, "Listen, he just doesn't eat that stuff." <laughs> <laughs> no, then I said, "Though, then you would have put on about ten kilos because yeah. all the food they would have given you." Yeah, and then they would have cooked your food. You were like, "Yeah, you would have liked some of the food they cook." Right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah, you would have liked it, mate. In about I reckon five years, <laughs> maybe when the kids yeah. are old enough to look after yeah. themselves and stuff. Yep. I'm up for longer trips. Okay. Don't tell Amanda. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> anyway, we are here to talk about the latest in technology, latest tech news for the whole week here uh, since we arrived back from Rome and before we head off to Barcelona here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, a revolution in banking this week, Stephen, kicked off. Um, yes. Uh, a great idea, not new. It's been done in the UK for many years. Uh, and here it's called the New Payments Platform. Uh, an organisation called the New Payments Platform Australia was created. It's a, it's a conglomerate of all the banks. So good news. They're all together talking. Yeah, all um, the big players. To create a, a system, a back-end, a te- technology system that allows transfers from account to account, from bank to bank to occur in almost real time. Now that's the that's the platform, and then on top of that, there's a, a, a third party s- uh, system called Pay ID, which is a way of you and I and everyone else registering a unique code against our bank account, so we don't need to use our BSB or account numbers. We can just use an email address or a mobile number. And to be even more confusing, the public facing part of all this is currently called OSCO. OSCO. <laughs> Is, is a brand. Is, is a brand. Yeah. That's what you'll see in your internet banking. OSCO is where you'll be able to access this new payments platform. Now, I thought I had this sorted, and then I interviewed Blake from the new payments platform, and he confused me even more. Um, <laughs> because I'll start with the controversy from my mind, which was um, that I don't. I think it's got a massive privacy hole, huge privacy hole. When I let, and I'll, I'll go straight to the extreme. Let's say. Amanda's been going out to, to work drinks every Friday night for two months. And I'm going, this is a bit weird. She never used to do that. She's always coming home happy. And, uh, uh, you know, I think, she's, you I think she's seeing someone, right? I'm oh. suspicious. But I, and I'm, I'm not, by the way, I'm making a story up here, people. Um, <laughs> and I find, I find a, like a business card hanging out of a wallet. And I go, who's this? Like it's just got a phone number written on the back. Uh-huh. So I log into my bank and I go, I want to send $100 to this phone number. Next. And it says... Do you want to send $100 to Joe Bloggs? Yes. And I go, huh, From, that's who it is, yeah, is but it, it? But it only gives the name of the bank, doesn't it? No, it gives the name of the account holder. Okay, but that could be, but just a name gives you, it gives you that number. 
if you found the business card, it, the name would be on the business no, no, card I just, anyway. I said it was a number scribble on the oh, back right, of the business okay. card, right? But you'd find out that person's name, but yes. that's all. Well, and that, where they bank. Mate, that's enough. No, you don't find out where they bank. You just find out their name. But okay. linking a, a person's name with their mobile number is a huge breach, breach of privacy. Yeah. You, you know, you can't just, I mean, for, for me, you put my mobile number into Google, you can find out who I am. Like, it's not really. Like for a lot of, yeah. Your mobile number's on Google. If you type my mobile number to Google, you'll see it everywhere. Really? You told my wife oh, on, on Google and it comes it up everywhere. Is it because of your you when you used to work at SBS or why? It's why? just like so. There's articles there where I've said to um, like on a radio website if you're looking for you know radio crosses from an event here's here's who to call. Okay. Just you know your number gets published in places. Yeah, yeah. My wife's number is on like the local baseball committee's website and stuff ah, like that. Okay. So for some people, it's, but other people hold their privacy really really close. Well, but they don't. But the number is one example, and that that's a way to correct. Do it. But it could be also an email address, and that's my advice is if you're one of those privacy narcs, which yeah. I'm not, yeah. but to, to be honest, I yeah. don't care. But plenty of people do. Yeah. If you're one of those kind of people, then go for your email address. But the good news is, and this is what I learned last night, if you're super-duper privacy narc, you can still use your BSB and account number and get instant transfers. Okay, so it's so not the old I'll, system's not going to delay you. So what okay. happens, see how I explained, there's the new payments platform, there's the pay ID, and then there's OSCO. OSCO, the public-facing system, uses the NPP, the new payments platform, mm. directly. So you can use a BSB and account number to get the immediate transfers. Yeah. The pay ID is simply an option. So it's, yeah, a, it's right. an extra option. So because it's really quite cool. The other question I asked, too, was that pay ID, how secure is it? And then I, and then I, I read and worked out that pay ID is only a one-way ticket. You Correct. can only send money. That's you right. can't take money from nope. pay ID. So that's that, right. that solved that problem. It's simply a um, uh, like a marker. It's it's a it's a new name for your it's account. It's like an IOU. Uh, like an, like a, a digital IOU that that, that says here, it's here's like my a, number, send me some money. It's like a forwarding, you know? It just yeah, says yeah, if, yeah. if yeah, the, money, if the money's IOU. going to this uh, phone number, then it should go to that BSB yeah. and account number. Now, the reason it has to be, because I said, well, why can't it be a unique username or a you know number you make up? What happens is when you register for a pay ID, the bank tries to verify that you ex actually own that ID. Yeah. So they want to, they'll send you an SMS or they'll send you an email to verify that you own that um, that that identifier, and so that's why you can't make something so up. Will you get an, Will we get a notification if someone pays us through our pay ID? Will that our no, email I, I address or number be sent a notification? I don't think that's part of the system. I think it's just for the setup. That I you thought get that's the why they wanted an email address or a number so no, that it's when purely, a transaction happens, you get a message. I don't think. I don't think that's why. I think it's yeah. so they can verify that you own that unique okay. identifier. But doesn't it doesn't it fascinate you that until now, and I think the Commonwealth Bank had kind of a same day transfer going on yeah. uh, but doesn't it fascinate you that we can put a man on the moon and it still takes three days to do a direct oh, deposit mate, it's ridiculous is it because the bank's using the money in the background in the, no. for three days or what? why oh. I'm going, to, I'm going to put the non-conspiracy theory hat on and say <laughs> it's because they've got great computer systems which check for fraud, yeah. essentially. And all these all these transfers, and they say it's 99% of transfers will be immediate because there'll still be some that are flagged by a computer that says, hang on, that looks a bit weird. Yeah. Um, you think about it, when we do... And also, here's a couple of other things. Also, when you do a transfer now, it's guaranteed. Like if I type the wrong number, they'll yes. bounce it back to me. Of course, yeah. If you do that or, with... Or I can get it back. Number, but yeah. if you do that with, with OSCO, yeah. it's gone. Really? The money's gone. When you sign up, all the rights and everything say, mate, when you make a mistake, it's gone. So if I send it to the wrong number, it's gone. Jeez. So I it's thought a, this was supposed to be easier. It's easier, but it's actually not as guaranteed. Okay. Yeah? So we're kind of giving up a bit to take on mm. something 
that is desirable. Now, from a business perspective, and you'd be the same, you get invoices, you want to be yeah. paid. I don't, mate, I don't think it's going to make a rat's of difference to businesses because most businesses really. won't change their processes, right, to yeah. pay using pay ID, I, let's I be honest. Want, you, want, you want it to change from weeks to days. It'd be better when you're waiting for but, Yeah, but that's not the bank issue. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's that's the right. companies, right? That's the vendor issue. So yeah. I, I like it from a personal point of view. Uh, I think it'll go okay. But the adoption rate in the UK of their system is quite low. Yeah, right. Quite low. So it'll be interesting yeah, to see how it's adopted here. I think in, in, the, in the market today where the payments... Uh, are made uh, so say you're a, a, a performer or some kind of worker who gets paid on the spot or whatever that that's going to help that industry isn't it? so if, if someone rather than having to wait three days oh hang on it's got to clear and i've got to pay the rent and all mm. this sort of gear it's going to help those sort well, of people who are waiting on those sorts of instant payments I, mate i think of our babysitter and you yeah. know you got to pay her 30 bucks when she comes around for a man who mm. goes to a pnc meeting or something yeah so I mean, you're going to go to the ATM. We're going to get cash out. Um, that's a process for us. Mm. Uh, so if I if she registers her mobile as a pay ID, I can yeah. just stand there in front yeah. of her as, as, yeah, as we open the door and say, "Hang on a minute, let me just transfer the money." Boom, happy and days. She's got it in sixty seconds. She, she can see. Yeah, she right. in fact see it before she leaves. You don't pay cold hard cash, mate. Well, that's if what you we don't do have now. the cash. But in uh, so the so the the payment so the person who receives the money within sixty seconds can withdraw it so they can go to an ATM in yes. minute and draw that money out. That's right. Well, that, that's. Why hasn't this happened sooner? It's ridiculous, like, what isn't it? What the hell's going on? And ANZ Bank are the only holdout because they're doing security testing. Is that right? They're sort of putting Who it knows? through its paces. It's disappointing because they're the most innovative bank in Australia mm. at the moment. They've right. got every other bloody platform, but not this one. So how's this going to go? Like, it, it, isn't Apple about to introduce a way where you can use Apple Pay to make direct payments? It's it's just another Is, option, right? Yeah. So if I, if I just send you a text message, mm. I can, that, that can be a payment. Maybe I don't know how that works. Is that working? It'll probably roll out in America before it does here. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. it's it'll be friggin' years before it comes here. Mm. I reckon the Apple Pay Direct stuff. But you can even you can kind of do that on PayPal, can't you? Well, you that's can, the other thing. PayPal, right? you, you can, can pay instant payments. money, but you can't go yeah. to an ATM, right? That's yeah. the kicker here is you can go to an ATM and get that cash out. Like you just yeah. said in that babysitter example, I yeah. could pay her via PayPal. Yeah. If she's a, a astute saver of money, then that's perfect for her because she's, you know, Because it'll go into up. her PayPal account. Correct. One case, she's got to then withdraw it into a bank account. Correct. So it's one less step with but if, Pay ID. if she's a, I want that money for, you know, drinks tomorrow, then yeah. bingo, she's going to want say, the ATM stuff. You'd have to say, are you over 18 for well, a start? I didn't say alcoholic is drinks, she, Stephen. Is she 18 or not? I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> just I don't have you got so. ID? <laughs> that's uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you should card her on the door, mate. Say, so can I see some? ID, <laughs> I see but some I think ID? for the cash economy, um, yeah. it's a great move. Yeah, you're right. It's ridiculously long overdue, but oh, it's here, and I'm interested to hear what people think of it and if they're using it and what the sign up process was like. Someone said to me yesterday they they tried to sign up and it just rejected them. So yeah, I think they're going to roll it out slowly. I don't think every customer of every bank is going to get it straight right. away. Hmm. It's a gradual rollout, is my understanding, but. It's uh, a step in the right direction, I think. All right, let us know what you think. Uh, hashtag Ziggy Zaggy on Twitter. I am at Trevor Long. He is at Stephen Fennick. We're both on Twitter, and that's the coolest and simplest and easiest way to have a chat with us using the hashtag Ziggy Zaggy. Two blokes talking tech. Well, you know that I'm an avid drone pilot and uh, really? have, have, a, have my license. And one of the things that, that, that impressed me about doing taking the trouble to get my license was just how much you needed to know to fly this thing safely. There's a lot of cowboys mm. that think, oh, let's just go buy a drone and we'll fly the thing. 
Well, that, that, that has its dangers because some of these people don't know that you can't fly within 30 metres of people. You can only go to a maximum altitude of 120 metres. You need to be 5.5 kilometres away from an airport. Mm. Not many of these folk know these things. Until now, though, because DJI have made uh, in, included in their app, which helps link to the drone and fly the drone, uh, included in that app a knowledge quiz. So you've got you as soon as you fire up the uh, the app to to link to your DJI drone, you need to pass a little knowledge quiz of nine questions that takes you through step by step, just testing your knowledge, making sure you're aware that. Uh, you can't fly more than 120 metres. You need to be 30 metres away from people. There's nine general questions based on the Civil Aviation Safety Authority's rules and regulations. Mm. And you do have an opportunity. You've got, you, can, you can use the drone four times before you have to take the test. Right. You can brush it four times and yeah. fly, but fifth time you have to take it and you can answer the questions until you get the questions right. So I, I wrote this story and I saw someone you know post a video of doing the quiz, but in the time that Stephen has just done that little intro spiel, I did the quiz. There you go. Okay, because it's on the ABC website, which I think is weird. But anyway, <laughs> um, and I got nine out of nine. Pretty happy. There you go. Um, 100%, uh, which is 26% better than average. You mm. need to get nine. You need to get 100% eventually yeah. to fly. And I think there's, look, I'll be honest, it's bloody easy. But that the point is it's easy the because, basics, yes. because it's the basics. And so many people ignore the basics. And this is the thing. Let's go straight into it. If Pauline Hansen had to do this, she would have got some of it wrong. Absolutely. Well, she, she broke some of the rules. And not many people, when, when yeah, you know, there's a little yellow piece of paper whenever you yeah. buy a drone, the little yellow piece of paper with the CASA and all the warnings on it, and you reckon someone who's opened on a drone, how many people just throw their bit of paper away don't even look at it? Because you're desperate to fly on a bloody thing. So I don't think a lot of people would know that you need to be 30 minutes away from And I think the people. great thing is here, remember, folks, that if, you, if you're not a drone pilot or, or owner, um, this doesn't apply to new drones. Like, I've got my drone, my DJI, sitting here in the cupboard, and I haven't used it for a year or more. I've got to have software on my tablet to fly the drone. Yeah, it requires have, an app. If you so pull that out now, you'd have to have like 10 updates. Bunch of updates, yes. Firmware but, but updates. But the app itself is yeah. required to fly the yeah. drone, and therefore... It's it's going to need it's going to need the quiz to be answered. Absolutely, and I take my hat off to DJI, who is who is the it's like they're they're the apple of the drone world. That's the right. Moment. They're 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 the biggest drone manufacturer in the world, and it's another step that they've introduced to uh, enhance the safety of drone flight. And yeah. they've introduced other things like altitude limitations. They've even introduced GPS, where GPS technology, where if you're within a certain limit of the airport. Mm. It will just not fly. Like right. I live close to the airport. If I tried to take to fly my drone on my property, which is about probably three kilometres from the airport, it would say it'd it'd take off to about a foot, and then it would say NFZ, no fly zone, and automatically land. And I can't do anything about it. Yeah. There are they, they say there are ways to hack it, but you got to apply to for that rule not to apply to you. Yeah. So it's not worth it. So DJI already are taking responsibility. And good and bloody saying, on them, you know. Do that. Because, yeah. And here's the funny thing about this. right? We're not the first country. They've done this in the UK and the US. Yeah. But if you look at the you know the forums on DJI's own website, um, here, here's a message from some um, uh, individual, uh, shall I say. In only November last year, it says, Okay, DJI geniuses, where, did you, where do you find in United States law that you have to include a quiz before a person can fly one of your drones in the US, let alone you have included geofencing, which is not required? Please explain why you've included this feature in your latest software. 
I mean, it's just a knock. Like, you're yeah. just an idiot, mate. They're, they're, they are doing an unbelievably good thing here, and they should be absolutely respected for it. And totally. let's be clear, it's it's two, it's double-edged sword. They're doing it quite smartly because, A, they want to you know not have not be involved in any instance, but they want CASA to have them at the table every single time. They want to be involved, When, when CASA's talking regulation changes... DJI want to be there. No, absolutely, that, that, you're right. And 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 just just remember, do, do, do you recall seeing the footage that some genius in Vegas shot? Did you see this this video? No. There was a it was made the news. There was a shot. You know how Vegas Airport, in oh, McCarran, the airport. is right right near the Strip, right? Mm. There was a shot of a plane, a big passenger aircraft. The the drone would have been probably 100, 200 meter altitude. It was just above. The uh, the uh, landing point of the runway. So we're just as they're on their approach, mm. it was right above it, and the view you could see was the plane Touching passing down. underneath. Which, by the way, the is drone. spectacular, right? <laughs> I looked fantastic, but highly illegal. More like, than highly illegal. I, I don't know. Ridiculous. I don't know whether I've mentioned this. But my, I've given this example. You know, my brother, my brother-in-law. Uh, shout out to Anthony. Yep. He's a Qantas pilot. Yep. He was telling me a story. I may have mentioned this in a previous podcast. He was on approach to Singapore. Uh, on a, in a on a Qantas aircraft, and yeah, you want, when you're on approach, it's not like you can just sort of zoom around wherever you want. Yeah, you're yeah, on yeah. approach, right? He saw this black shape coming down the right hand side. It was a big drone and, and like a solid sized drone, just pass under the right wing. Like that goes into an engine, and it's you, it's emergency situation. Mm. So it, this is like there are if these people who are flouting the law, out of not, not out of probably not out of malice, but just out of ignorance. They could kill people. It's ignorance kill people. and stupidity, yeah, right? Totally, the yeah. laws exist for a reason. Yeah. They're just trying to protect the people on the ground and the yeah. pilots in the air. Another big mistake people make: they think, "Oh, how pretty is Sydney Harbour? Let's go fly the drone oh, yeah. there." Controlled airspace, controlled airspace, restricted airspace. Mate, Bondi. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I still see a lot of people, you know, post drone photos of the Bathers Pavilion and stuff. What's it called? Um, uh, icebergs. icebergs. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, mm, no fly zone. Is icebergs a no-fly zone? Mm, controlled airspace. If you open up the no, the well, because the, there's the a helicopter app. pad there. No, the whole what? the whole coastline until you get down to the Royal National Park is along the edge is helicopter airspace. Yeah, but doesn't the helicopter have a the sea? Their their base is uh, five hundred meters an hour, and the the ceiling is four hundred oh, meters. I, I think it's still it might maybe it's got one of those. Um, you know, you can fly up to a certain like up a to, small, yeah, slightly yeah. smaller amount. But the problem there is, and I'll tell you why this is a problem at Bondi, and I think it should be addressed, is when you launch from Bondi Headland, yep. you're at about 100 metres above sea level already. Yeah. Okay? And so you, and, although and so the altitude drone, is officially from where you take off. Correct. It's a but, measurement from where you take correct, off. Correct. But in helicopters, ain't that way. It's yeah. sea level. No, but as soon as you go out across the water, you're already 100 metres in and, altitude. And, you're right. Yeah, you're and right. Then, so, so from ground level, you're at 100 already, and you can go up another 100. Yeah. The helicopters are at 500 at sea level, and yeah. they're probably at four. Mate, it's close. Absolutely. And you know what? Depending on what's happening at the beach, there could be a rescue going on. And of course, they're going to fly low. Which goes to one of the questions in the quiz, which is if, because you've always got to have a line of sight, if you see an aircraft, what do you do? Land immediately. Yeah. You don't go, oh, I'll give or, them a minute. Or what they call in the game, dump it. Because hmm. there is a, there is a way for you to actually cut the engines mid-flight. Yeah. If you see, and that's what they taught us in the course, if you're in the path of an aircraft and there's the risk of some people being killed, you can dump the, the aircraft and because, it just drop out of the sky. Because for people that don't know, descending a drone takes time. It takes time, it's, absolutely. It's yeah. a bloody especially, slow process. Especially lighter drones. The heavier drones come down pretty quick, but like a Mavic Air or even a Phantom, that they, they actually... They're not as heavy, and they take a bit more time to come down. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a fascinating space, and we're just saying to people, if drones are good, we love them. 
I must take some time to go but and be fly careful. again. Be it's been a while. Come you know, out with me, do, mate. Come I was out. just going to say, you know what Let's we should have a do? Drone day. We should do a like a drone road trip. Yeah, absolutely. You know, find, go up the coast or down the coast to I'm a beautiful beach and then go like inland too. for some sort of waterfall. I love waterfalls. Yeah, Massive you? fan of... Don't yeah. go chasing... Is that the song? Okay. <laughs> Don't go chasing waterfalls. I understand, you ever heard that song? but mate, drop off. Post-production, mate. Um, You've no, got to put that song happening. in the background, it's not happening. Mate. Production Waterfalls values. from above and yeah. from directly front. Amazing. I'm up for that. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's contact DJI. We've both got trains. You know, they might throw in a couple more. We'll also uh, we'll get a couple of cars going again. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, mate, done deal. All right, it's done on. deal. Two blokes talking drones uh, here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Uh, thanks to the good people at Netgear and High Sense. Uh, episode three hundred and thirty-three. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. See the incredible, the latest ULED TVs from Hisense. The all-new Hisense Series 7 is back with features customers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian consumers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. ULED is the result of more than 50 internationally patented technologies to bring out the best of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include 4K UHD resolution, HDR, plus a wide colour gamut and local dimming for a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The stylish ULED Series 7 opens up Netflix to 4K HDR. You get Stan, Freeview Plus, along with YouTube all built in. Using the Hisense interface, customising your TV to your viewing habits has never been easier thanks to the ribbon menu. The Hisense 4K ULED Series 7 TVs come in 50, 55, 65 and my favourite, the massive 75 (laughs) inches. See one for yourself today at your local electronics retailer. Hisense, see the incredible. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, it's, you know, literally like a week away from us um, going to Barcelona, Barcelona. Mobile World Congress. And um, it's a big, big event. And this year, Samsung are back. Uh, Samsung are back. They had a year off last year. They had a year year off. off. They gave it to Nokia and BlackBerry to to dominate the world. Well, the reason for that was that the dust was still settling from the Note 7. I'm still not sure it was. I think they were going for a strategy of just, you know, Apple-wise, just we'll do our own thing. Thanks very much. No, I think it was partly that. uh, Some big wig at Samsung went, why didn't we get all the headlines? And they're all shitting themselves, so they're doing it properly now, right? <laughs> well, so, you know what? Like you said, it did clear the oxygen for everyone else. Eh? It was just a clear airspace for right. everyone else. So, And that's going to be the year, challenge this year this for everyone year, else, right? Uh, yeah. All the focus is on Samsung. Galaxy S9 will be the phone, S9 Plus as well. We've already yep. seen photos of it. You've got those at techguide.com.au. Yep. And, and we know the camera is going to be the focus because that's what's written on the invite. But I thought it was interesting today they, they showed, um, they released in Korea um, three videos um, which are little teaser ads, essentially, for it. And when you watch them, they're just beautiful videos with a nine at the end and something comes into yeah. focus in the middle of the nine. And when you when you look at it and you go, we, and I think the average punter would probably work it out, but we can work out what they're doing here. First uh-huh. video is a lot of fast motion and it ends with a wingsuit guy jump out of a plane and he's flying over a valley and then, it, then, it, then the nine comes up and in the middle of the nine, the wingsuit guy slows down. And it's like, okay, slow-mo. Slow-mo. They're yeah. going to have slow-mo. But I don't think it'll be Sony super slow-mo. I think it'll just yeah. be a really high-quality 
super like, like two, a slow mo, two forty frames per second. Yeah, yeah. something. Like that. Um, the second one is just stupid. <laughs> it's just the guy emojis, the animoji head. Yeah. I mean, so Apple's got animojis, and while they're amazing, they're not actually popular, mate. How many? How, when's the last how time many you sent an emoji? Animoji. Sent the day I got the phone. I've done a I've done a few since then, but the the novelty's worn off a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's my kids off. have asked. Oh, well, me they have. Them. They are introducing new animoji creatures mm. in eleven point three, including a dragon. I, I actually I think they'll stick with it because I think emojis will kick off when iPhone eight plus or eight s yeah, or yeah. or yep. nine yep. Um, has facial recognition to yep. allow it in more phones. Essentially, yeah. it's not not enough phones. Fair but enough. Samsung's one. Looks like it. Uh, it uses actual emoji style faces. Um, you know, using your own face. Obviously, they've got good facial recognition too. But apparently, it's going to be a full body emoji. So you can put a cartoon body on it. Have you used a Bitmoji? Oh uh, yeah, have you? Yeah, yeah. I've got a great Bitmoji. Looks just like me. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, it's, got, it's the one with the sort of the exaggerated, exaggerated size head on a small no, body. That's you, mate. No, no, no. You're no. the one you with the big head. I don't have <laughs> big head, big brain, as they say. But yes, uh, not proven. I have, also. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I don't have a, a bit. I've created one, but I don't use it very often. Yeah, so not so as often I, as you do. I think you what, flog yours. I think what we're going to see <laughs> is, is Samsung with some sort of Bitmoji takeoff yeah. with okay. the Animoji head. So it'll animate your head and put it on a body. Yeah. Okay. The last one though is a bit more interesting. It's it's low light imagery is what I would take yeah. out of it, but it ends on a shot, a very dark shot. And then there's a deer, which look kind of the deer in the headlights kind of thing comes to mm. mind. But essentially, the deer is quite obvious, whereas the rest of the screen is not. And I, I assume it's just saying they do really amazing low mm. light. But what I'm wondering is if this is just their way of saying we've got a great low light, or whether yeah. they're going to have some feature, you know, like super mm. low light, not night vision, yeah. but you know, like some sort of really or super maybe, night or vision maybe feature. Is it is it a photo for photog- like photos or for videos? Maybe it's a video, a video feature in low light. Maybe. Because um, videos yeah, in low light suck. They do. But um, Samsung cameras, I've got to say, already take good photos in low light. So it's going to have to be something pretty impressive. Yeah, they do. That's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to have to be something unless it takes even better photos. I mean, in there's low a lot light. of talk. Uh, the difference, because you've got to remember, we've, we've also got Note 8 in, in our heads as the great camera because it's got that dual, dual lens and all that kind of stuff. So they've got to bring that down. To the to the nine, the standard S nine, right? The nine plus will have the dual lenses, won't it? That's, Is that right? That's the that's and the 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 thought, and the yeah. but they'll both the S nine and the S nine plus have the dual front lenses yeah. for the three D kind yes. of facial recognition. Well, that kind of points that a so face ID is going to be a seriously improved over the S eight. Yep. Then you could see in the images the two lenses; they're pretty obvious. Yeah, we talked about this before. And, uh, so the face IDs definitely tick that box. And with the Animoji, that's going to give that the power. That camera for face ID is going to give it the Animoji, yeah. Bitmoji thing they're going to do. So that's the, you can, that's the two, tick both those boxes. Yeah. But there are some more images of the phones as well. I'm yep. seeing there's a lot more. And these are leaks. These aren't, this is Samsung not doing it. But the, it seems to have a bit more. It seems thinner. Right. It also has more rounded edges. You know, okay. the, the S8 had bit kind of, of rounded edges. But the... the, the how the screen sort of merges to the top Was of the a phone. Bit yeah, so it's sort of that's changed a little bit as well. They look thinner though, judging from the uh, the images I'm looking at right now. Mm. The front we've we've that sees seems 
almost the same apart from the lenses, but the back seems a bit more stylized as well and a li- little bit more symmetrical. If Remember the, how the, the, the fingerprint reader was at the sort of top right hand yeah, side? It's in the middle. Now it's right in the middle. It's smart. The, if the S8 was a revolution because it was a big step forward with the infinity display and the like, yeah. then the S9 feels like an evolution from yeah, what we're seeing. Yeah, totally. And, uh, you know, it's a challenge every year. How the hell do you market these things to yeah, be so much better than last year's and make sure you sell them, you know? Yeah. But for S7 owners, mm. when you put an S7 next to an 8, let alone a nine. Massive change. That mate, they will do. Ser- this will be a big year for Samsung yeah. because of that very reason, right? Absolutely. S seven users who think they've got something grouse, uh, which was a good phone. Bloody it's oath. still a good, very respectable phone. But in terms of that that edge screen and all that, yeah. like it is. This is a quantum leap. There you go. Quantum Definitely. Leap. So it's Definitely. an evolution on last year, but still a revolution on on the phones of a mm, couple of years ago. Completely. All right, big stuff from Samsung. We'll both be in Barcelona at the end of next week. We'll be able to knock out a show, I would suggest, before we go. I'll knock out a show, all right. Yeah. Well, are you going to knock me out? No, what no, are you no. trying to knock say? Knock out a show. You're we'll very knock threatening, out a show. Stephen. No, not at all. It felt very threatening. Not at all. We'll knock a show right out. We'll knock a show in right out one. next week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Trevor, hmm. how many phones have you broken? Screens. How many screens have you cracked? Um, In all the years you've been using smartphones, let's call it 10 years, longer, I, have you ever cracked a screen? I misspoke when we spoke off air because oh. I can actually think of two. My God. But not not daily drivers. Okay. Just So uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, it's, it sounds ridiculous, but Stephen and I have a million phones. Yeah. Um, and I've had... I can see half of them up on your shelf there, mate. Yeah, I've put them on That's display. Lovely. That's lovely. Different. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm working on it it's still. Good. It's good. But I've had... Uh, in fact, my Galaxy S6 is not here, and they haven't sent it back to me. I sent it off for repair, and they didn't send it back. Samsung, Whoa. thanks very much. Okay. Um, um, uh, the screen, I didn't... I mean, I didn't drop it or break it, but it was in my bag. And yeah. I think over time, just things... Busted. Busted it. And I've had yeah. a like a HTC, or was it a Sony... Hair hairline fracture across the screen, which was just like it just happened while you were looking at it. It was actually wow. a problem with the Sony about three years ago. They were, they, were, they were just so tightly packed that they simply wow were breaking. Okay, but I have never you know dropped my phone out of the car and had it smash, or yeah, my wife either. tripped over and Touch freaking wood. drops her phone. I'm touching wood. Laminate, now. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Is that laminate? Yeah, pretty <laughs> pretty, pretty sure that's laminate. I'm tapping my head Tap now, your head, that's buddy. Wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm touching wood. I've never ever broken a phone. Yeah, right. I've never dropped. A I've been lucky enough to have it in a case and. I picked it up and thinking, oh, and, it's, and it was unbroken. I've dropped a lot of phones. Me too. And, but, and touch wood again, and tapping my head. I had never broken a phone. Yeah, I dropped a lot. Like this iPhone 10. You don't have a cover on that, do you? No. What the hell are you thinking? Because I don't drop phones. You don't drop phones. It's got even a screen admitted, on it. Even though 35 seconds ago, you admitted that you dropped phones. I know, yeah. I know. Just not iPhones. I've, no, but I've dropped this. Okay. Just never broken. Okay. Well, anyway, the reason Scratches I'm asking you that, Trevor, let's get on to the topic here. Oh, okay. The reason the I'm asking you just that doing a survey. is because there is a new service. Now, how many times the, 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 the usual procedure is if you drop an iPhone, you go to the Apple Store or yeah. one of those little kiosks at, yeah. a, at a Westfield or whatever, and you wait there, you, you go, pay your money, come back in, in and well, you, you get the repair done, come yep. back in an hour, and your phone's ready. Yep. Hassle. Now there's a new service, an Australian uh, startup called Fix to You. And really interesting story behind it is a couple of young Aussie entrepreneurs, and they were in Bali, and they had a scooter. One of them had a scooter accident, mm. hurt himself, and broke his phone. That night, they said, "Oh, let's just do. It. Well, I'm not going anywhere. Let's just order some some delivery, some food delivered." And the, and the guy said, "Wouldn't it be great if he can come and fix my phone as well?" And they went, "Hang on a minute, 
that's a good idea. So they started fixed to you in 2016, and now they offer a service where you can get them to your place within 30 minutes, and they'll fix it in front of you for like 89 bucks, which is way cheaper than it would be if you went to an Apple store. Even a kiosk costs about 120, 130 mm. to fix yeah, a yeah. screen. So really interesting service. So solving a problem for people where, oh my God, I've broken my phone. What do I do now? It's a great they idea. You get it fixed straight away. And it's all app driven. You book online. You know, you can kind of find out. Someone calls you back. So it's kind of very much like Uber. You make a you make a request. And it gets farmed out to the one nearest you. They've only got like 16 or 17 around the country at the moment, but I'm sure that will grow. And essentially, when, once they pick up the job, they ring you and say, when is convenient? And they make that arrangement. Yeah. So at the moment, they're only fixing iPhones, but they are expanding to Samsung devices shortly. And the iPhones they fix, I think, is iPhone 4 and above. So if you've got an iPhone 4 up to an iPhone 7, mm. then they've got the stock to fix your screen. Even an iPhone 4. Yeah. That's that's a seven, eight-year-old phone. They can still fix that. So if people are hanging on to the old iPhones, they can still repair them. Fix to you. The number two, the letter U, fix to you is what it's called. Stephen's got details at techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, you already know Arlo by Netgear, the worldwide leader in smart home security and creator of the world's first 100% wire-free, weatherproof HD security camera. Now get to know the new Arlo Pro and Pro 2, even more features, including two-way audio. You can talk to people, pets, whoever's at the front door, right from your phone. Uh, the Arlo Pro and Pro 2 have quick charge, rechargeable batteries, night vision, live on-demand streaming, and it's a still 100% wire-free and weatherproof. So you can easily monitor your entire property inside and out. The Arlo Pro takes just a few minutes to set up and you can check in on your home or business from anywhere using the free Arlo app on your phone, tablet or even the computer. You, know, you can know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detection and never miss a moment with free cloud recording for seven days. Visit Arlo.com slash AU. Arlo and the new Arlo Pro by Netgear. Every angle covered. This esports thing is getting crazy. Like a few weeks ago, we had Hoyts say they're going to build stadiums. They're just building. Um, you turn uh, like my mic on. That's nice. Anyway. Just during the ad break, <laughs> they're just taking over cinemas and putting a stage yeah. in it and, and a, like a TV broadcast studio. So that's a big deal for Hoyts. But this week, Fox Sports announced they're going to broadcast an E League, which is the parallel to the A League. So it's a soccer, yeah. FIFA, FIFA competition. 18. Yep. Um, people playing FIFA eighteen competitively representing their A-League team. So all 10 A-League teams have a representative <laughs> FIFA player, right? So and some team pretending to be another team, yeah. playing another team, yeah. pretending to be another team. That's correct. That's uh, it started like a Seinfeld in fact, episode. Tonight, as we're recording, um, I saw a tweet earlier saying the first ever goal in the E-League, whatever. Um, but, you know, this is oh, this is competitive computer gaming. I, I, I struggle to use the word esports because I don't think it's it's common vernacular yet. I think we're better Getting off there. just calling it com competitive computer gaming while we educate yeah. people. Yeah. But the idea of people sitting competitively playing a computer game, um, that not only they get some excitement out of winning and progressing through a tournament, then people watch live. Yeah. So it's set, it's set up, and I've not seen the setup, but I'm assuming it's set up with a kind of a third person in a spectator view. I don't know, can they change the cameras as they go through that? Someone's obviously switching it so it looks like mm. a TV broadcast. Yeah. And it's being pumped out online. Now, the initial broadcast has been put on Facebook and all these things and on Fox Sports' website. But after nine weeks, when it gets to the grand final, Fox Sports is going to broadcast this bloody on thing Fox on Sports. TV. Yeah. Well, that's it's just the, the growth. The growth of esports is incredible. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing how the and, – and it's not just people watching sporting computer games. Hmm. It's people watching competitive Call of Duty players and, and all these other, these other 
uh, games, these team games, like shooting games, every type of game you can think of, there are people that flock to see these professional players online because yeah. they're so good. And it's and you know what? I sit at home like my son and I. We we play Call of Duty online, and I I could sit there and just watch him play, and, <laughs> and vice versa. Like we often do that. He's he's in a game, and I'm thinking, oh, hang on, go go lefty. Oh, there's a bloke there or whatever. And it, it's it's a spectator sport. It is amazing how and the growth of this. It's it's obvious why it's grown so much because the computer computer games have become such a part of our lives now. More mm. people are buying computer games and playing computer games nowadays that are watching TV and going to the movies. Oh. It's, it's a crazy big industry. So this is no surprise to me that it's taken off in this way. And they're, they're just, look, if it's not, if it wasn't popular, Fox Sports wouldn't be involved. No. They wouldn't be broadcasting at all. They know, they've seen the numbers, the, the growth of this, and that's why they're involved. How's this for a story, though? The host for Fox Sports coverage is Brittany Austin. Now, Brittany is the twin sister of Melbourne victory player Mitch Austin. Right, who is also one of Victory's drafted FIFA players? There you go. So this this is an actual A League player is drafted as part of the E League for the <laughs> same team, and they've just announced that tonight. Um, but like yeah. just a great like tie in, and it just like the the actual sports people yeah. love this stuff. Absolutely. Oh, you've, I've you seen... remember Jared Hayne when he was in, 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 in the in San Francisco? He, yeah. he was over there playing the bloody well, games. Well, he learned. He said, he's on record as saying that the only reason he knows the rules of NFL when he was trying out for the 49ers was from play, from hours of playing Madden. That went well The Madden for him. game. Yeah. Well, can I have, can he, I have my money back from he, a jersey? I've still got it. It's a collector's item now, isn't it? I don't think it is. No? You don't I, think? I don't What's think it's it? one they, they hold on to. What are they worth on eBay now? Can we find out? Because it wouldn't be much. I'll, I'll look it up. But like um, mine sits in my cupboard, and I keep going up. Oh, me mate, too. Yeah, out. I've got it. I've got it as well. Yeah. Well, well, it can't be. No it, one would want have, that. Sure, might have some novelty value. I'm prepared to offer that up I've as no, a prize. I, not as a prize. No, it cost me a hundred <laughs> bucks plus a flight me to San too. Francisco, which yeah. someone else paid for. Me too. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I just anyway, I don't think it's worth anything. All right, I'm on. I'm on. You're I'm, on the I'm great on, eBay, uh, are you? I'm on eBay now. Jared Hayne, 49ers jersey. Jared, Jared Hayne jersey. And Maybe or, I should check Gumtree. Forty nine. You do that. I'm I'll checking do Gumtree. 49ers jersey, and let's see if there's any action on there. Come on, your NBN's not working real good. <laughs> Is okay. it double R Y D? It's J A double R Y D. Correct. Yeah. Now there's a brand new. With free postage, so you know how there was the black version with the red letters, and there's yeah. the red version with the white letters. Yeah. Buy it now with free postage, fifty-five Aussie dollars. Jared Hayne, 49ers NFL jersey, brand new with tags number thirty-eight. The red, one hundred and fifty dollars negotiable. Yeah, well, there on, are. On Gumtree. I'll give you the tip on eBay. They're fifty-five bucks, brand new with free postage. So. Uh, the value has come down somewhat, halved, yeah. as a matter of fact. Yeah, well, I'll hold on to it. You know what? I'll hold on to it. If Jared makes it, if Parramatta make it <laughs> to the grand final, well, I know I'll wear it to the I grand know his final. Dad. I played footy. I played South with his dad, with yeah. his dad Manoa. Yeah. So I might just say, mate, do you reckon you just give this to Jared just to sign for me? And then that, that'll double the value, don't you reckon? Do you reckon? A signed, a signed jersey? There's no mate? signed ones online. That's That no. is a good sign. <laughs> that is go. a good sign of value. There you go. Actually, let me see if there's a sign one. I'll, I'll look for sign. You add sign. There's none on Gumtree. I'll uh, add sign. Riveting podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, people are a just hanging show. on for grim life. Yeah, <laughs> two blokes googling. Two blokes. No, it's eBaying. But no, no sign ones on there. No signed Forty uh, ers jerseys. No. Well, if you're desperate for Forty ers jersey, we're both we both Hit got one. We both got one. Name My your one's price, 100 ladies bucks. and gentlemen. Mine's one hundred and fifty. <laughs> <I paid> a- <laughs> yeah. 
It was a hundred. What did you pay? Hundred US for? Oh yeah, exactly. I paid a hundred US for my yeah, two. Plus, I bought two of them, gave one away. So I'm in the. I'm uh, yeah. heavily you're, in you're the You're in debt. Yeah, you're you're yeah. behind. Yeah. So, so you're chasing. You're chasing to get even again. <laughs> but um, I uh, I, I remember, and I'm going to say, at the time, how red hot Mate, were the jerseys? You remember, you could not get them. I it was number first, one, and it was bloody hard to find. Well, I went there. Remember, we were in San Francisco, and uh, they've got a 49er store in yes, the Westfields West on Field. Market Street. Yep. And the guy said, I get them in, and 10 minutes later, they're gone. And, and the people that buy them, all Aussies. Yeah. And I remember the morning I was leaving, I thought, I'll just go up there to check. He goes, mate, I just got some in now. And it was my size. I thought, mate, I'll take one. It was like, we were caught up in the frenzy, yeah. and we, I took we paid the, two the money. That were there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It literally was a frenzy. Yeah, it was. Two blokes being idiots. Yeah. Anyway, two blokes but talking But I'm a 49ers fan anyway. Jared's a big listener of the show, too. <laughs> Love your work. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, a very exciting uh, product announcement from Bose. These have been available overseas for a little while. Finally coming here, the wire-free sports earphones. It's official. Bose are going wire-free. About time. because We'd seen all the other brands doing this, including Apple with the AirPods. Well, they went there with the QC35s. That was a start for the over-ears. They had to do it with the in-ears. They needed the buds. Yes, the earbuds sound sport-free and everything you can expect from Bose, including all the great audio quality, is there and each bud weighs just ten grams, measures I think just under two point just two point eight centimeters long, three centimeters deep, so not too big at all. Yeah. So and yet they manage to fit in there their proprietary uh, audio quality. They're all their their silicon ear tips, the stay here sport tips. Because see, one that's thing, the critical thing I love about that's those what Bose I like. QC20s because they feel like they're not in there, yep. but they're in there, yep. just like the AirPods sort of feel. And they and also what just I like, don't come out. And what I like too is that the fact that they're, they're secure. But they also don't, you know, some earpods where you stick them right in, they sort of create a bit of noise isolation. But then when you're walking, you hear your footsteps through your head. Yeah, yeah. So these don't do that. Neither do the AirPods. Yeah, right. So they sit in there secure enough, but not sort of so jammed in your ear. I believe you haven't mentioned the great deal I got on on an AirPod in in, in Rome. In Rome, yeah. This is an AirPod on steroids. We were standing there buying a drink at a little market I was shouting Trevor a Coke after our Vespa tour. And I I reached into the, um, you know, the stack of, you know, crazy crap that's on a, you know, like at a 7-Eleven kind of thing at a service station. I saw what looked to me to be an AirPod in a box. AirPods. AirPods in a box, yes. $30, 29 uh, euros I paid. Um, I immediately opened them, standing on the on the crossing, waiting for the for the walk sign. There was a single <laughs> ear pod, gigantic ear pod. And, and now that I get it home, I realise it's massive. It's yeah. about uh, it's, it's about twice the size. Nah, well, it's twice it's twice it's the kind twice of girth. Um, but it's <laughs> but it's but it's about five mils yeah, taller. It's like you and me sitting and together. And mate, it works. Yeah. I tried it. It's just a Bluetooth earphone, and it works. And, okay. and it powers up. And it works fine. Yeah, the quality it's, it's, it's is, pairing right now. The quality is not amazing, but yeah. it works, and you can Fantastic. listen to phone calls. It charges through through the bottom, and it's thirty bucks. Okay, and it's the worst Chinese ripoff <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Well, anyway. what's what's not a ripoff? Yeah. The Bose, the SoundSport Freeze, which are they come with their little case, and the case has a charge in, has a battery inside them as well. So they get about five hours uh, play time. Put them in the in the in the case, and they'll charge. There'll be two more charges in the case as well. IPX4 rating, so water and sweat resistant. Uh, they've also got a little antenna system, so they can get uh, the the solid connection between the earbuds as well. You can make your calls on them too. 
Uh, but great to see bows in this space. And bows always, they're a little bit like Apple. They're not, they might not be the first with this sort of product, but when they produce their version of it, mm. it's excellent. Now, these aren't cheap. They're $399.95, which is $170 dearer than the AirPods. So these are, but they're, they're bows. They're, they're solid music quality. All their technology, they've built there, no cables anymore. All there, secure in each ear. Three colors, triple black, blue, citron, and orange blue. Uh, I think citron's like a yellowy green yeah, color. Yeah, so, yeah. And uh, yeah, three ninety nine ninety five. Check them out, uh, techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And the folk at D-Link have gone hard with more uh, 180-degree security cameras for the home. They have, yeah. These are affordable cameras. The cameras normally cost a little bit more, about 299 $399 in some cases. Now, what they've created here is a 180-degree, which is their sort of proprietary technology where they can actually, you put it against the wall, you can see both down the lengths of each wall, and they've got this this technology that debubbles the image so it looks like you're looking at a regular view of the room so you don't miss a thing mm. that's the 8100 lh they've also got the uh the 8000 lh which has got a 120 uh wide wide angle on it uh but both of them can be connected and controlled through google assistant uh if there's then that amazon alexa all there so you get your personalized sort of smart home experience there built-in ir led so they've got five meters of night vision as well uh, and can be part of the, the D-Link, uh, the My D-Link app as well. So you can monitor them, monitor from anywhere. You get motion alerts, audio alerts as well. So sound of breaking glass and motion as well. Yep. Uh, and pricing, yeah, they're, they're slightly different designs. So the 8100 is sort of slightly taller. Uh, the the 8000 LH has sort of got like a round base where the camera, the lens actually pops out of the, the base. Uh, the the uh, eighty one hundred sort of more a cylindrical looking uh, Wi Fi camera as well. Prices though one ninety nine ninety one forty nine ninety five for the the eight eighty the eight thousand LH and one ninety nine ninety five for the eighty one hundred, which with that one eighty degrees, which is actually pretty affordable mm. compared to some other prices on the market. Cracking good stuff. All the details, photos, techguide.com.au. That's a wrap, episode 333. We'll be back next week for 334, and then we'll be in Barcelona for 335. Does it concern you that 333 is half of 666? What is that? Does that Only because you? we're going to be really old when we get to 666. Six, six. <laughs> yeah, like, it's going to take Seniors card. I'll be fine, mate. I'll be fine. Seniors card by then, you mate. Think so? <laughs> Hello, so it's taken us how many years to get to 333? Bloody long six, time. Six and a half years. Seven yeah. and a half years. Yeah. Seven years this year. It's yeah. actually our seventh anniversary coming up soon. Did you remember, Trev? 21? First 21st February. of February? No, it's the 24th of February, if you remember. Around late Feb. So yeah. it's, it's probably we'll in, be, a, in we'll, a couple of we'll, weeks. We'll be in Barcelona. It'll be next. Oh, yeah. We'll be in we'll Barcelona. Be, yeah, we're just in Barcelona. I'll double check the date, but we're getting close to our seventh anniversary. Just, you're not going to get the seven year itch, are you, mate? Well, <laughs> I haven't been in talks with other people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You've always threatened that, and I always laugh. But you know, one week I'm it's just going to do joke. it. Yeah, one week I'm joke. just going to get Charlie Brown with him. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to do a show, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and you yeah. won't know because I don't think you download the podcast. Well, you know what? I don't think I reckon there'd be more chance of me getting a date with Angelina Jolie than that happening in Australia. I'll put that out there. Love you, Charlie. I love your work, Charlie. Because I just can't see that chemistry, mate. Anyway, love your work, mate. But you know what? You want to do a show with Charlie mate, Brown. That's your business. If he's available, I'm prepared to make episode 
3.5. Just as like a trial. It was the 22nd of February. I was right. There you go. You said the 21st, but anyway. And then I immediately corrected myself to the 22nd. Excellent, mate. I don't know. I think I was closer. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But yeah, it's been a long time. 2011. Seven years. God, I was much younger. You were still seven. You were seven years younger. Yeah. Yeah. He was still still quite old. Thanks, Thank you. (laughs) Two blokes talking tech back next week, and then we're off to Barcelona for Mobile World Congress. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.